0: Thornton Wilder has a novel called The Bridge of San Luis Rey. The setting is Peru, in its golden days as a Spanish colony. On July 20th, 1714, the Bridge of San Luis Rey, the most famous bridge in Peru, collapsed, hurling five travelers into the deep gorge below. As Wilder unfolds his tale, we meet these faded five as the author tries to and Unravel the mystery of why. Of course, there is no unraveling at the novel's end. The Abbess Madre Maria del Pilar shares the resolution she has discovered. We ourselves shall be loved for a while and forgotten. But the love will have been enough. There is a land of the living and a land of the dead and the bridge is love. The only survival, the only meaning. Bridges connect. And while bridges are often strategic targets during times of war, bridges are necessary for civilization. We need things to help us connect. Ours is a world of incredible connectedness. In fact, more so now than ever. With the internet, Cell phones, satellites, and the media, our ability to share information around the globe grows exponentially all the time. We can be in touch with anyone, anywhere, almost instantaneously. Yet, so many people are more disconnected than ever. There are many children who spend hour upon hour in front of a computer, tablet, game station, or television. And there are many adults who are doing more and more of that too. People may have hundreds of friends on Facebook, but I see less and less depth in terms of people really knowing what's going on inside the other people around them. This may not be true for you because I'm making some generalizations here, but quite frankly, I see fewer and fewer people with spiritual depth now if you aren't sure what the spiritual life is or what spirituality means just think of it as making connections so to be on a spiritual journey is to be on a journey of being more and more connected but that is tough in a culture that offers more and more surface connectedness because if our time is spent more and more on the surface it means there is less and less time for the deeper connection. And so Tom Rush could pen these lines for his song, Starlight. The sun, she dies so quickly, so sure of resurrection, and I am dying in the street, crying for connection. When we tap the deep roots of our faith as found in Scripture, we discover clues for the spiritual life of a deeper life of connectedness as we journey with Christ this Lenten season. Today, we are focusing on Jesus' words, I am the vine. In light of the connectedness I've been talking about, or lack thereof, here again some of the words of our Lord is found in John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. I've said these things so that, you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Jesus as the vine is the true symbol of our connectedness with God and with one another. Even though Jesus went away physically, he was crucified. He wanted us to know that together we form a whole, that none of us is complete without the other. Without branches, the vine is fruitless and merely a piece of wood. Without the vine, branches receive no inner nourishment, and they wither and die. The vine and branches together constitute one fruit-bearing plant. What more natural, organic way to show the importance of the work and relationship he was bestowing on the disciples and on us? The earthly Jesus hasn't been able to bear fruit for nearly 2000 years. But he can do it through us. You are my branches, he said. No longer will my lips tell people about the holiness and love of God. Yours will. You are my branches, he says. No longer will my hands offer healing and hope. Yours will. For I tell you, You are my branches. Jesus' blessing, Jesus' love poured out through his branches. Friends in Christ, we are his branches. We are the extension of Christ in the world today. And I am convinced Christ never wants us to forget the unity of the vine and the branches. That is the unity of our life in Christ. You know, there's there's something organic in our connectedness to Christ. It's not merely putting two things together side by side. There is a true life flow between the two. Abide in me and I in you, and you will bear much fruit. Now, some of you are old enough to remember Johnny Weissmiller, who played the part of Tarzan for many years. He was once asked, what's the secret of your success? And his reply, never let go of the vine. Not bad advice for us in our Christ connection. Never let go of the vine. In such a beautiful and simple image of the vine, Jesus shows us once again our need for God. God, as the vine grower, prunes where pruning is needed. And pruning can be painful. And sometimes pruning involves loss and a cutting back. But pruning is often needed for greater faithfulness. God's action as the gardener is evidenced in God's care for the whole vineyard. In in Carl Sagan's book, Cosmos, He observed this one thought. If you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Our life and all that we can do is rooted in God's graciousness as God gives to us in creation. Everything in creation is connected if we can but see it. And as part of God's incredible design, we are to bear fruit, empowered by Christ, the living vine. Bearing fruit is doing works and acts of love. Such acts are tangible signs of discipleship. In our text from John, Jesus calls us his friends. We all know that true friendship has love At its core. That's why Jesus could say, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for a friend. Acts of love. That's what bearing fruit is all about. It is by the intermingling of the branches, vine and and gardener's care that leads to fruitfulness. And this is the quintessential visual image of the Christian community that is shaped by love and grounded in God. In a tree, branches spread out separately in all directions. In a vine, the branches are almost indistinguishable from one another. They are intertwined and completely wrapped up in one another. They all run together. In our Western Individual perspective. Jesus offers a different way of seeing. The church, our church. If we are truly the branches connected to the vine, we will all be wrapped up together, intertwined with one another. There would be no freestanding individuals, but simply people who encircle one another and are intermingled with one another. Each individual would be rooted in Jesus as the vine, and hence give up so much individual status to become one of the many. It certainly challenges our modern individualism and privatism. Bearing fruit becomes a corporate act of community. It's not about loving me and mine or my small circle of friends, but being part of the totality of love within the whole community. We belong to an organic unity shaped by the love of God flowing through to us from Christ. In the metaphor of Christ as the living vine, there is no hierarchy, no pride or place, no precedence or privilege. Fruitfulness versus lack of fruitfulness is the only thing that differentiates in this image. And here's the real key. Knowing whether a branch is fruitful or not, and whatever pruning is to come, belongs to the gardener alone and not the other branches. Our place in this kind of community is to love as Jesus loved. Our individual distinctiveness gives way to a a common embodiment of love. The mark of our congregation would become how it loves, not who are its members. We ask the fruit. Are you complete in yourself? And the fruit answers, no, my life is in the branches. We ask the branch and the branch answers, no, my life is in the vine. We ask the vine. And the vine answers, no, my life is rooted in the ground, the ground of all being, which is God. And so we ask God, are you complete in yourself? And the ground of all being says, no, my life is in the vine and the branches and the fruit. Take away the fruit and my life would be barren without meaning. nothing." Is completely and merely individual. I know many people who want a long, happy life. Have you ever considered that life is more about quality than quantity? And that fruitfulness is more important than longevity? Perhaps that's a good question to ponder as we journey through Lent with Christ. But for now, Let's, let's conclude as we began with the words of Thornton Wilder as he placed in the mouth of the abbess Madre Maria del Palier, who tried to make sense of the travelers who fell when the bridge of San Luis Rey collapsed. We ourselves shall be loved for a while and forgotten, but the love will have been enough. There is a land of the living and a land of the dead. And the bridge is love. The only survival. The only meaning. And the living vine says, go. Go and bear fruit. For bearing fruit is all about acts of love in caring, connectedness with Christ. And so it is. So it is. Amen.